Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. We are going to open the phone lines. We are here live. The number to join us, 855-950-3835. Phone lines are open. It is a free-for-all. Anything goes. So pick up the phone and join us. If you're listening on the live stream on Let's Truck or you're one of our new listeners on tncradio.live, pick up the phone and join me. I'd love to hear from one of our new listeners that is listening on TNC Radio. Uh, just join join me by picking up the phone and calling 855-950-3835. Anything goes. We can talk about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your authority, COVID, politics, whatever. Pick up the phone and join me. It is a true free-for-all. We'll be here for the next hour. No breaks, just your phone calls. And I do have a couple things I want to talk about. But if there are calls, we are heading to them. I do want to uh, just talk a little bit about the... um, the economy. Not going to spend a lot of time because calls are already coming in. That's awesome. Um, I have been saying since about 2017, so I think we were a little early, uh, but I've been saying this economy can't go on forever. We've been on a bear market uh, increase, a growing economy since 2009, the longest run in history. And we know that the economy and business, they they go in cycles. So we really started thinking it was coming around 2017, and I guess we were early, but here's the thing. I don't like to make predictions for the future because I'm almost always wrong. If I am going to make predictions, I try to err on the side where you can't get hurt if you're wrong. So back in 2017, many of you will remember, and I've been saying it ever since, You should be paying down debt, you should be saving cash, and you should be very careful about making big purchases. I just spoke with an owner-operator yesterday that bought a used 2021 truck. It was a W9, beautiful truck, Um, but I was shocked. I don't know how many miles. It it was less than a year old, Uh, 241,000, I believe he told me. I can't even imagine that does a number on your fixed cost. And you have to remember when you have really high fixed costs, you got to work. That's the problem with really high fixed costs. You got to work and you got to work all the time just to cover those fixed costs and then hope to start generating a profit. So, I'm still saying the same thing. We're not yet there yet, but I don't think we're very far off. I think our economy is really in trouble right now. Um, I may um, I may talk about it more today. It depends on our call volume. We already have calls coming in, so I'm going to get to them. I, I have a lot of notes about this. I keep trying to uh, sit down and record a show about this, but then I think, well, I'll do it on my open. So I don't know. Maybe I should just record it later today and be done with it. The problem is right now is every I'm back in uh, Ohio with my family 
so I'm going to want to spend a lot of time with them. And once I start talking, the rest of the day disappears. Uh, the same kind of thing happened over in Pittsburgh Power. I really wanted to get a lot of work done when I was there. And I the only thing I did manage to do is I got our technology upgraded. So I think we're sounding much better these days. I even added a little music this morning. I'm trying to just do one thing at a time. So if I get a chance, I may go back and explain why I think um, the economy could really be in trouble right now. Uh, we're going to go to the phones, and it looks like I've got a uh, special guest on the show with me today. Looks like we've got uh, Tom in Houston, Texas. Tom, welcome. Hey, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing great. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, I'm Tom Kelly with TNC Radio Live, and uh, we started carrying your show this week and made the big announcement yesterday. We wanted to test everything out, check out all the technology. It's all working great, Kevin. You're sounding wonderful today, and uh, we're now carrying you on TNC Radio Live. Our little station's been going here about a uh, year and a half, a little bit more than that, uh, and we're doing uh, 24/7 programming the truck driver community and uh, having you be a part of this now is really really exciting for us so we welcome you in our listeners welcome you in it's uh, uh, great having you uh, uh, join with us and uh, giving people an opportunity to hear who you are what you would and uh, you know probably some people may not be be as familiar with you and uh, give them a chance to meet you virtually if you if it will and and i heard you yesterday mentioning that you'd love to have some callers in from tnc radio so don't be shy guys you may not know him yet but you'll get to know him jump in and and uh say hello to kevin and i think you'll really enjoy this program well i i, I certainly appreciate that and i appreciate uh how easy it was to work with you i I think if I remember right, the first time, well, you reached out to me, then I responded on like a Saturday afternoon. We answered the phone. We talked yeah. for a couple hours, it seemed like. And on yeah, Monday, we, we yeah. were live. Yeah. And That's on right. Monday, we were live. So yeah. it couldn't have been any easier. That was wonderful. Thank you for that. And we love this opportunity to reach out to a new audience. And I, I got to kind of warn people. I, I have a feeling when you turn into this show the first time, depending on what's happening that day, it can be a little confusing. We might jump from wheel bearings to tire rolling resistance to engine technology, fuel mileage, and then somebody calls and talks about their missing gallbladder, uh, and then we go on to somebody's 401k, and the show is kind of a little eclectic, um, but I'd like to say everything we do on the show, everything we do on our, our company is targeted to one group, truck drivers and owner-operators. That's it. That's our market. Now, the health thing and financial planning, you know, people bring in their brother-in-law or their dad or their brother that might not be in trucking. So we, we actually started to grow a little bit outside of trucking. But our core focus, truck drivers and owner-operators, um, that's it. It's what we spend all our time on. And our goal is how do we help them with, with anything and everything? I, I, I learned early on that one of my strengths is the ability to take in a lot of data, reading mostly. I, I don't even like audio because it goes too slow. I like to read. I read a lot. Um, I can take in a lot of data and kind of condense it down and make it easier to understand. 
And I've done that with things like fuel mileage, which, which can be pretty complicated. I've done it with financial planning. I've done it with health. So it, it's kind of my strength, and that is really what we built our show and, and really our company around. So I, I tell people all the time, one of the things I absolutely love, um, stump me with something. Give me a call that I don't know anything about because then I'll be off and running and I'll go learn it. And that's how a lot of this stuff came about over the years. You know, I, I would I would get so many calls from owner operators about money because we did accounting and taxes. And they'd say, well, what about my retirement? And I would say, well, uh, you know, I, I really don't know a ton about retirement. I can kind of tell you what I do. Well, then I thought I get this question a lot. And I went back to school and I became a certified financial planner. And a couple of years later, we're talking and health started to come up a lot. And clearly, drivers may be one of the most unhealthy groups of people in the country. The, the lifestyle can be awful. So I thought, well, you know, I know a little bit about health. I, I owned a gym at one time. I coached wrestling. But I don't know enough to really go on the air and talk about it. So I went back to school again and became a certified nutritionist. So the show is really eclectic. You know, for new listeners, if you're trying to figure out what the hell this show is all about, it's about anything you want it to be about, but we always try to bring it back to trucking. So health on the road, financial planning for truck drivers, that kind of stuff. So uh, we we would love to hear from some of your listeners that have no idea who I am. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll hear from them. You know, they are... Uh, well, it, it's it's such an exciting time for TNC Radio. We we've grown so much here recently. Overnight, we carry Steve Summers in the overnight drive, and now during the, during the day, we have you on here. We uh, we have a different type of show going on each evening, including including people like Marcia Campbell. Uh, Marcia and I go way back. I have to say oh, yeah? hi to Marcia. Yeah. We haven't talked to Yeah, way back in uh, the Dave Nemo days, I met Marcia. Wow. Yeah, uh, and uh, in the evenings, too, we, we have uh, oh, Ice Road Truckers. we got all sorts of different things going on. So you, you can learn more about us by going to tncradio.live. That's our website. Uh, you can drop us an email at info at tncradio.live. We'd love to hear from you. We've got an app out there. You know, the nice thing about our app, Kevin, for those who are uh, uh, zooming down the road and sometimes, you know, that, that phone number is hard to remember. Uh, if you want to call into Kevin's show, press call and press on, you'll see a picture of Kevin, press that, you're in. You don't have to remember the phone numbers or anything. One button yeah, dialing to get into Kevin's show. So it makes it really easy. That is an awesome feature for drivers. Now, I want to make sure we're clear about this. You press the picture of me. You don't throw darts at it. Exactly, yeah, because that could hurt, hurt the phone. But, you know, exactly. at the same time, if, if you're talking about something they disagree, they can pull up your picture and yell at you. Oh, oh I'm sure they do that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's probably so that, a pretty that, common that, thing on my show. Yeah, um, that makes it easy, too. I, I tend to be one of those host that people either love or hate there's not a whole lot in between and and that's what either way uh people i think do 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 enjoy listening and you know that's why we're so excited to have you with us kevin i mean your expertise the things that you know and you know this is one of the things where you and i uh really uh we became best friends because we both have the same goal which is to improve the life of, of the listeners and 
uh, make sure that they have what they need to be, uh, what they need to have to be successful. And I know, I know for a fact, because I've listened to you long enough, that's what you're striving to do. And, you know, we, we were both telling each other the other day that that's how we measure our success. Uh, we're not counting listeners. We're not counting phone calls. We're counting, are we actually helping people? And if we think we're not, then we change gears and go do something so that we are helping people. And uh, all that other stuff, listeners and all that, it'll come if, if yeah. you're doing the right thing to start with. It, we talked about this. It's always been our philosophy, too. It, it's always one of the last things we go look at. You know, we look at, are we putting out really good information? Are we bringing value to right. people? Are are they benefiting from what we do? And then we go look at the numbers, and it's always nice to go, oh, look, it must be working. The numbers are growing. So they're important. Right. I mean, it's a scorecard. If the numbers are shrinking, sure. we're probably doing something wrong. But it's never our focus. Our, and, and it works because if you focus on putting out good content and providing value to people, everything else will take care of itself. Absolutely. Well, hey, I'm going to let you get on with uh, talking to uh, the drivers out there, but wanted to welcome you in, say thank you very much for being part of all this. Uh, You can catch uh, Kevin here on TNCRadio.live every day, right at this time. And Kevin, we're going to play it again at night. Think about this for a nighttime lineup starting at 10 p.m. Central or 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. You got Kevin Rutherford, then Landline Now, then Steve Summers. Wow. So if you're a nighttime a driver, I mean, wow, yeah. Yeah. And, I was talking to our and, friend Mark Reddick yesterday who sends his hello, and he's excited about this, and he likes that idea too, that we've got Kevin, then Mark, then Steve. That's a great setup. You know, Mark is one of those guys. We, we've been at events together through Sirius, and every time we're at an event, I seek out Mark, sit next to him. He's one of those guys I could talk to for hours and hours and hours. He is just incredibly intelligent and well-spoken. I always, you know, really enjoy spending time with him. And I also want to say thanks so much for getting Steve back on the air. Uh, it's great to hear okay. him back. I, I knew he had to land somewhere. Um, so it, it really is a, a great lineup. And I, I have another surprise. Um, after I'm done talking to you, it looks like I have Tom Kirk on the line. Well, there you go. Yeah. Tom Kirk, one of our driver partners. So, uh, happy to have him out there too. And, uh, so we're looking forward to, uh, uh, having you on for a long time and, um, you know, this is going to be a, a great thing and, and hopefully the drivers will, will love it too. So we want to hear back from you. Uh, what other programming changes we can do and, and things we can do for you as well. Of course, right after this program, in the mornings, uh, we're, we're always going to play last night's version of Landline Now because sometimes you can't catch it at night. So we, right. we try to do it, and this is one of the things Kevin and I were talking about the other day. We realize that nobody can listen all the time, and drivers have weird schedules, so we try to do it a couple of times a day so that people can hear. You know, a lot of people who are listening are uh, Kevin right now are listening on the nighttime side because they're asleep right yeah. now in the mornings. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. so you know, have, having the show on, I'm, I'm never worried about having too much of something. I, you know, call me and complain. I would love to have that as a complaint, but I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to, uh, um, to have the show on at multiple times in the day so that everybody gets a, a chance to, to hear Kevin Rutherford. Well, I agree. Thank you, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. 
All right. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Let's uh, let's continue on with the phones. We're going to head to Maryland. Tom, welcome. Hey, Kevin. It's been a few years since we talked. In fact, the last time you and I talked was back in the uh, pre-serious days when you were doing the health programming over on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah. That, well, that's been a while. We're, we're, we're kind of getting back to that now. It is, and, and, and you know, when you moved over to Sirius XM, well, I, I'm cheap, and and ever since they got rid of some of the uh, hosts I like way back in the day with Carl P. Mayfield and some of them, I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll never go back, and, and I didn't. There you go. It's a part of hey, ways. Hey, I, I, hey, Tom, real quick, because I don't want to forget this, why don't you uh, introduce yep. yourself and tell everybody oh. what you're what you've got going on? Not a problem. Well, uh, I'm a full-time truck driver, and, and in my spare time, I do four hours of live radio a day with TNC Radio. I work on the morning and evening shows with Tom Kelly and, and the rest of the gang. So we do news, traffic, weather, information. Um, I give live commentary from the road. So, for example, if you're traveling on 81 South in Pennsylvania today, uh, the scale that's never open just before you get to the Pennsylvania border around uh, mile marker 12 is open today. There you go. So we we you know we get you know I give observations on the road and things of that nature, and then on Thursday nights, uh, I also have a radio show where I talk to truck drivers, uh, media people involved with trucking, truck stop owners, just a variety of people that are around trucking, and kind of collect some of their stories and their experiences and and share them with some of the drivers. So you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, I had talked to one of the Australian outback truck drivers who's been driving down there for a number of years. Uh, Paul Andrews, who goes by the handle Sludge, and we talked a little bit about some of his experience, not just driving truck, but about being on their TV show down there and things like that. And uh, Uncle Pete that has a truck stop in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee, that a lot of drivers have gotten to know over the years. He's got the world's largest collection of coffee cups, so uh, over 9,000 of them. Uh, that, that he's actually drank out of and is on display in his restaurant. So those are some of the people that I talk to and kind of some of what I do on the station. And then the other thing I do kind of behind the scenes is keep an eye on, you know, people like your, yourself and what everything else is going on. And if I see an opportunity, I go and talk to Tom Kelly and saying, hey, you know, here's a guy by the name of Kevin Rutherford. He's no longer with, with Sirius XM. Maybe we should have a conversation with him and see what I can do about getting people connected. Well, it worked. We're connected. It, it really did, and, and it's going to be a pleasure to see, see seeing you at the truck show. I know I'm going to be there, and uh, I won't be in a set booth per se. I'll be walking around the truck show talking to different people. I'm, I'll be kind of easy to find. I'll be the one hauling a rat wagon full of radio gear behind me. Um, there you go. I'll, I'll be but, sort of wandering. I have a couple booths you can probably find me in. Pittsburgh Power would be the best place if people are looking. But uh, I'll be out visiting some of our other partner companies. And uh, I, I'm trying to decide, um, you know, normally I park my coach in the RV spot there because it's so convenient. I have power. I have everything I need. And you just walk in the building in the morning. But I'm really thinking uh, – you know, I kind of like all the stuff that goes on in the Papa John parking lot, so I'm thinking I might just hang out there the the whole time. That could be a lot of fun. I know they've made some changes this year. Um, I'm anxious to see it. I'm actually um, 
driving up in a car this year, so I've got a hotel room, but I will be, I don't know the exact booth number yet, uh, but I'll be in the American Truck Historical Society booth on Saturday from around 10 till 12.30, 1 o'clock, uh, doing recording of basically some of their members and, and various drivers there, but really any driver that has a story and like to stop by and say hello, uh, We'll, the good chance we'll record your story and things like that. And, you know, if you've got some time Saturday, Kevin, definitely stop by as well. Will do. All right, Tom, thanks so much for uh, kind of initiating all this and putting it all together. And it uh, came together quick. You sent me an email one day. I called the next day. And two days later, we were on the air. Yeah, and it, it, it took about a week or two of persistence of reaching out to different friends going, hey, do you have Kevin's email and things like that and until I fa finally found the right people. And, and But once once we got you the information, things happened quick, and I'm glad to see that and definitely glad for there. And the one thing I remember telling Tom Kelly, says, well, one thing I can say about Kevin, you, you said it yourself when you were talking to him just a minute ago, Kevin's a polarizing figure. You either like yeah. him or you don't. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much it. I don't find people in the middle very often. No, and I'm probably the closest you'll ever come to the, to, the, to the middle person. If I look at it this way, we don't have to all agree on everything, but if we can agree on the key thing, which is providing drivers entertainment and information and helping drivers, that's, that's where, you know, I may disagree with you on a bunch of other stuff, but if we can focus on that, we'll get along great. If we all start agreeing on things, I'm just going to poke myself in the ears with knitting needles. Yeah, I would have to agree with you agree on that one, because if we all agree on everything, well, it would be boring. What's, what's the point? Really, at that exactly. point, what's the point? Yeah. So, Tom, great talking to you. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. We've got some callers lined up, so I'm going to get to them. All right. Sounds great. Take care, and thanks for your time today. Thank you. All right. Let's go to the phones again. We're going to head off uh, north of the border this time. We're going to head to Alberta. Ben, welcome. Good morning, Kevin. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful today. What's on your mind? Hey, um, so I finally got a hold of some good half and half uh, up here in Canada. Okay. And uh, do you have good luck freezing yours? Mm. Freezing the half and half or freezing the yogurt? Uh, freezing the half and half and then after two weeks or so, kind of making your, uh, thawing it out and make some yogurt with it. Got it. I, yeah. I do freeze all of my half and half because I buy it in case lots because it's just easier that way. And I stick it in the freezer. I take it out a couple days before I need to make yogurt, put it in the refrigerator. It works perfect. In the beginning, I had actually talked about freezing the yogurt because I thought, well, why couldn't you freeze yogurt? We actually have frozen yogurt. Um, but once you freeze it, it really kind of has to stay frozen. Uh, turns out once you freeze the yogurt, when you thaw it, it gets like thin and watery and it's just not good at all. But you can absolutely freeze the dairy you're going to use prior to making the yogurt. Okay, because the reason I'm asking, um, I did try it, and there's like, I, I don't have good luck with it. Because before, I, I, I made about two batches with the half and half, and it turned out pretty nice. And yes. then I froze a batch uh, of dairy, like the half and half. Okay. And then I thawed it out uh, two weeks later and made yogurt, 
and half the jar is like we. Okay. So I'm not I sure wonder, what it is. I wonder why I have not had that problem um, freezing mine. It, is it ultra pasteurized by chance? No, it's just pasteurized. No. Okay. Ten percent, uh, huh. uh, half and half. Like before, you have no idea. You've never seen yogurt like that. It comes out. You don't have to strain it or nothing. It's thick. That, it, that's how all my yogurt comes nice. out now. Yeah, since I switched to all half and half and I got through those couple starter batches, every one of my batches now comes out super thick, creamy, just amazing. And even when I freeze my dairy, I get the same results. So we'll we'll have to throw that out and see if anybody else has frozen it and what their experience has been because it sounds like you and I have had two different experiences. Yeah, I know one of uh, one of the listeners is using the same the same stuff I am. It's a Rocky Ridge Dairy, half and okay. half cream, and it's eighty eight percent of the herd is A two. The rest of it is still A one, but okay. it's organic and uh, it's good. Good. It's pretty good quality. It's not as good as the Alexander's because it's A two A two, but right. it's still. When you make yogurt, it comes out. When you don't freeze your half and half, straight from the store, it comes out amazing. The best yogurt you've ever had. And people kind of probably think, well, come on. Why is that yogurt so good compared to everything we can buy in the store? And there's really one answer. It's all the fat. I mean, half and half is like 16% milk fat. And they're making their yogurt with either 2%, 1%, or sometimes fat-free. And then they have to put in all the fillers and the emulsifiers to get it to sort of kind of feel okay in your mouth. But when you've got 16% milk fat, yeah, that yogurt tastes amazing. Yeah, it's it's some pretty awesome stuff. But anyways, I wanted to run it by you, see what if you've had any... Bad experiences with uh, with freezing your half and half and then making yogurt afterwards. Okay, so I do have, actually my uh, my producer call screener is texting me. Um, they used Alexander half and half. They froze it and said their yogurt came out with a grainy like texture. Huh? So that's two people that haven't had a good experience. So maybe just buy your. Buy your half and half. Make sure it doesn't expire within a week or two, and then you just try and make yeah. the yogurt. Because once the yogurt is made, you can refrigerate it for a month or longer. Oh yeah, just keep I've, it that I've, way. Um, I brought two jars with me on the road that I had a ton, so I had two jars I haven't even opened yet, and I've been gone. Uh, I think I'm coming up on three weeks since I left, and I opened it the other day. It's fine. It smells great. So. Uh, yes, you know, I'm going to go back and experiment with that when I get home. It's too hard for me on the road right now, but it seems odd. I don't, I'm positive. I, I, all of my batches came out good after I froze it. I've, I've frozen several cases when I was making a lot of yogurt, you know, cause I was giving it away to everybody and I was making all five strains. It was like a yogurt factory in my kitchen and I had to buy that much <laughs> at a time and freeze it. Um, yeah, exactly. So, and you don't want to run to the store all the time, eh? 
get some. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll see if we can get some more feedback on that. That's interesting. Yeah. Hey, another question on sure. the fat digestion uh, supplement. Do you take it every time you eat a fatty meal or every time you eat any meal? Well, you know, it, the way we eat, I think the way most of us eat now, there's almost fat present in every meal. I mean, I really yeah. don't eat a meal that doesn't have some kind of fat in it. So, yeah, I've just always said take at least one with every meal. And if it's a really fatty meal or a bigger meal, you might take two or three. Correct. Yep. Makes sense. You know, I, I was just wondering. Think of a food that we should be eating, like even if somebody said, well, I'm just going to have a salad. Okay, but your salad should have a lot of fat in it. You should have avocado. Yeah. You should definitely have good oil. You should have cheese maybe and, and even a meat. So look, even a salad should be fatty for us. And well, you know, I'm just going to have some broccoli. Well, okay, but who wants to eat plain broccoli? Cover that stuff with good butter and a little Parmesan cheese. Now we've got yeah. something we want to eat. And again, then we should be taking the, uh, yeah, the uh, bile salts or the, the beta plus or the beta TCP or some fat enzymes. And yeah, you should just take them with every meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the odd time I just eat uh, a can of salmon and a beefsteak, uh, but it's still lots of fat in there. Eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you, you know, try it. Take one and see how your digestion feels. And if, if you go, well, I feel a little better, try two and, and experiment. Here's the beauty of these supplements. They're not like drugs. They're all natural nutrients, and it's almost impossible to overdo them. The only reason we tell people don't overdo them is just cost. But if you want to experiment, add some, add some more. Take two, take three, see how you feel, and, and play around. And, you know, that's when we tend to get the best results. Yeah. Well, Kevin, perfect. Sounds good. You have a good You're, day. Get, uh, I'll let you go to the rest of the callers. There you go. Thanks for that. And also remember experiment with not taking the supplement at all after a while. If you've been taking a supplement for a specific reason and it's working, great, but try quitting. Our goal is not to supplement at all if we can do it. It seems kind of difficult right now if we want to be really healthy. We found some certain things. Almost everybody needs vitamin D. Everybody needs a little mineral support. But for the most part, our goal is not to be on supplements the rest of our life. Try them. If they work, great. If we can fix the problem, let's fix it and get back off the supplements and do this with real food. All right. We're going to get back to the calls. Uh, looks like we've got uh, we've got some lines open if you want to jump in. The day's already flying by. I, um, I think we're going to try a uh, destination health today. So after the live show, um, this live show, We'll take a five to ten minute break, and then we will come back with a, uh, a destination health. I have some open stuff I want to talk about, and if we get some calls, great. If not, we'll uh, I may just wrap it up after my commentary. So we'll see. So if you have a health call, you may want to hold off, and we'll do those uh, in the next hour. Right now, we're going to talk to Tom in Virginia. Or no, I'm sorry, Tim. Tim, welcome. I had too many Toms today. Now we have a Tim. Go ahead. Hi, good morning, sir. Um, this is uh, Tim from Virginia. Uh, 
a new listener and actually my brother who's a, a driver out there he's probably listening today uh thank you for all that you do for the trucking and fitness community um i had a question for you about getting started as a, a new company and, sure um if you were to yes sir if um currently in cdl school and uh was did have a trucking business before as the owner not the operator and if you were to talk to your your young self um in today's business climate what would you tell them about as far as becoming a new owner-operator? Just any good advice question. you share? Good, yeah, good question. But let's go back a minute. Tell me about your prior business. Yes, uh, well, I had a one-truck operation. I bought a uh, 2004 Freightliner. Uh, my brother actually was the operator, the driver of the truck, and and it, it, we had a good run with it. And, and after that, the, the business was sold over to him. So since that time, I, I really wanted to get into the industry. I, I was a non-CDL holder, so yes, sir. So now I'm actually going through the process. Got it. So technically, the business didn't really end. You just kind of transferred ownership over to him. Yes, sir. Okay, good. Well, that's actually a good sign. Um, so something was working. You know, you bought a truck, you had it on the road. It was making enough money to support somebody and and. The the odds of supporting two people or two families with one truck almost out of the question. Um, so if you want to run trucks like that, you're going to have to get to multiples. I did it for years with three trucks and actually threw off enough profit from three trucks that if I would have wanted to, I could have lived a fairly comfortable life um, with just that. Three trucks that were really profitable, and I didn't have to put much work into that business at all. And that was what allowed me to go do other things, to go back to school, to start another business, because I had that steady revenue and I didn't have to do much. So what advice would I give somebody? Honestly, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the economy because that was going to be my open. I have made a statement many, many times over the years. People will ask me one of the most common questions I get, not just about how to start up, but when to start up. They'll ask, is this a good time? And my answer usually shocks people. Here's why. I don't care what the economy is doing. I don't care what trucking is doing. And I don't care what rates are doing. That has nothing to do with the decision about when to start up or when to buy a truck. And then people will go, well, well that doesn't make sense. If the rates are down and there's no freight, why would I start a business? Well, that's my favorite time to start. Because if you start at the top, where we've been for the last couple of years where rates are through the roof and anybody with two brain cells to rub together could make money with a truck, what are you going to do when it turns around? You're not going to know how to run the business. So I tell people if, if we get to pick when we start, honestly, I would rather start in a down economy. The business I run right now, we started in 08, one of the worst economies in my lifetime. And I like that. It's challenging, and it forces you to either get really good at business and being profitable, or you'll go out. But here's the thing. Once I know I can make it as a startup in a bad time, then what would ever put me out of business? Probably nothing. If I can figure out how to start up in a bad time, well, I'm I'm golden. But if I start in a good time, I have no idea whether I can make it through a bad time or not. So I've always told people it's not so much about the industry or the rates or the economy. 
What it really comes down to is are you ready to start the business? And most of the time, the answer is, oh, not no, but hell no. I'll ask people, what have you done to get ready to start the business? And now you get that deer in the headlights sound. Since we're on radio, I can't see the look, but I, I know that that's what's happening on the other end. They're thinking, what do you mean? What did I do to get ready? I, I just decided I want to be in business. Well, how many business books have you read? And I'll ask you that question. How many business books have you read? Oh, great, great question. Uh, just a few accounting books and marketing books, but that's about it. Okay, good start, except for the most part in trucking, there's almost no marketing. And that's so odd for business people because every other business lives and dies by its marketing and sales. In almost any other business, without good marketing and sales, you'll struggle. So it's a good thing to focus on for most businesses and get good at. In trucking, almost completely unnecessary. Nobody markets okay. themselves. Uh, you, you, uh, you can sell yourself. If, if you want to get your own authority, then you should be good at selling yourself to a broker, a shipper, somebody to build a relationship and get freight from. But honestly, where would I even market myself and who would care? Because the freight is all there. The freight already exists. The business is there for anybody who wants to book a load. I don't need to market. So, but it is a good idea to be able to sell yourself. Marketing, sales, two totally different things. So I'm glad you read the marketing books, but I wouldn't spend much time reading any more of them. The accounting was an awesome way to get started. Um, really good that you, you, know, you learn some things about accounting so you can track your numbers. But now there are thousands and thousands of good business books and i have lists if you go to um, any of our websites you can usually find my book list i need to update them um, i read on average about two books a week and i've been doing that almost my whole life now what i read has changed but i read a lot and i tell people all the time i think it's the single reason why i've had the successes i've had I'm, I'm not really all that smart. I don't think my IQ is all that high. Um, I, I'm not tall and handsome and, you know, charismatic, but I think I've just read so much that it, it's really made a big difference. So I always encourage people. And here's the beauty. Once you get out of school and you start driving, you have 10 hours a day to read or just listen. You don't even have to read. It's even easier. All of the books I talk about are all available on audio. You can just listen to them all day long. A truck driver could do a book a day if they wanted. And think about awesome. it. What if a truck driver set a goal to do five books a week, or three books a week even, at the end of a year, you could read over a thousand books. Isn't that incredible? And it doesn't take really a minute out of your day. Who else could say that? Right. right. And yet so few awesome. drivers do it. So that's my biggest piece of advice. When you get off this call, go sign up for an Audible account, audible.com. And if you want, find my book list and, and start with those. And anytime you want to call into the show, tell me what you're interested in, and I'll give you a book recommendation.
I do it for a lot of people on our on our two sites, HealthyTribe.com and TruckingTribe.com. Uh, we have book clubs. We have groups in there where drivers share, you know, books and ideas. And um, so I, I'm really, really big on that. I do have another resource for you, though. And now I'm going to tell you this is going to be a commercial because okay. it's it's our resource. We there is a price. It's not free. Uh, I wrote an entire online course start to finish how to buy your first truck and how to do it really successfully everything you would ever want to know about buying the truck specking the truck negotiating for the truck getting the truck ready to go on the road setting up your accounting finding a carrier if you just decide you want to lease to a carrier um, how to get through the first year there's a little bit of stuff in there on fuel mileage and fuel tax and it's a very, very comprehensive program. Um, I, the one thing I am so bad about remembering is prices. I I have no idea what we charge for that program. I should, um, but I don't. And you can go to our website, letstruck.com, poke around. You'll, you'll eventually find it. We have a lot of information on there. But if you can either record this or write it down, if you go directly to learn dot let's truck dot com that will take you right to what we call let's truck university and you'll see all of our courses we have other trucking courses we have a business course in there uh that i wrote with larry winget larry winget is a i think now a six-time best-selling author uh larry's a a good friend of mine and larry and i sat down and recorded a, a business program that honestly, we didn't even specialize in trucking. It, it was just anybody that wanted to start a small business would benefit from this course. We just covered general business concepts in a way that the average person could understand. Um, we have courses in there on fuel tax. We have health courses in there. So that's a great place to start as well. Awesome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time and, and your response today. You are welcome, and uh, welcome to the industry, by the way. Oh, I appreciate it, and have a good day, sir. All right. Hope to hear from you soon. Let's uh, let's go to Florida this time. Terry, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How are you doing today? Doing good. What's on your mind? A uh, lot, lot on my mind these days. I'm really excited about this truck show coming up. I think it's going to be quite a show this year in Louisville, but uh, the reason I called, I had a question about an APU. I've heard Bruce talk about an APU that runs off of the truck's air conditioning and heating unit. It doesn't have its own compressor. Do you have any any idea what, what he's talking about there? I don't. I haven't heard Bruce talk about APUs in years and if i remember right i'm really stretching back here so i might get this wrong but i thought at one time bruce may have been a dealer for an apu called a pony pack that that sort of sounds familiar yeah it was uh some it was uh it ran off a kohler engine i believe that i believe was the pony pack i think bruce used to be a dealer for that but man i haven't heard that name in years and i haven't heard bruce talk about apus for years but if i had to guess i think that might be what he was talking about 
okay, well, maybe I could just do a search for that pony pack and, and so, maybe make it that way. Yeah, so before you run off and buy a pony pack, um, tell me what how you would use the APU most of the time. Well, mainly just, you know, to keep the truck from having to idle while we're uh, – while we're doing our resets and while we're we're sitting, you know, waiting to go again. Uh, you know, diesel's getting so high now. It's just it's something that I hadn't considered in the last year or two, but you know, I'm just trying to look at every possible way I can to uh, you know, get another drop yeah. of diesel. Thanks. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. So I I um I kinda tend to like I, I like to be on kind of the leading edge of things. Um we could also call that the bleeding edge sometimes because you can you can spend a lot of money out there and not accomplish a lot. But I think somebody's got to do it, and that's how we learn. Um, it's been about five years now that I said if I were going out to buy an APU, it would not be diesel-powered. It would be electric. And I know we're not there yet. We're, we're, we get closer and closer all the time. But I, I, I can promise you that in five years we will be running probably more diesel or uh, electric APUs in five years than diesel. It may happen that fast. The technology is getting better. There are finally a couple of true plug-and-play systems, and I know a lot of people who are building systems on their own. I mean, that's kind of what I did. I actually you know, went out and got a, a Yeti Goal Zero electric generator, um, and they're up to like 6,000 amp hours now and um, three or 4,000 watts on the inverters. They're pretty big inverters. The batteries are getting bigger. Uh, played around with a little bit of solar. Uh, if somebody has their own trailer, solar is an awesome option because you have all that space up on the top. Uh, if I had my own trailer today, I would turn the trailer into a power station. I would have yeah, full yeah. solar across the top and I would have um, batteries on the trailer, and I would have a an electric APU system. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I, we're we're running a flatbed, so that's kind of out of out of the question for us. You know. Oh well, uh, cover cover the whole flatbed. You don't need to pull freight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. That's where I am right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I get it. A, a, a lot of people are still saying, "Hey, wait a minute. I'm just not into all that hassle. I, I just want to hit a button and have power." And if that's the case, then you still need a diesel-fired APU. The electrics are not. They're not there yet. They're not completely trouble-free. We're still kind of screwing around with them and learning them. But it, clearly, that's the future. So that's why I spend a lot of time on it. But I, here's – what's your budget? Let's start there because that can make a big difference too. How, how much what, – what would you like to stay under for a price? You know, I really don't have a budget. I, I'm uh, – you know, I've got a little bit of cash right now to invest. And, okay. Uh, you know, I just it's so, budget really the consideration. It's yeah. You know, I mean, of course, I don't want to spend more than what I'm going to save. You know, that's just bad. Well, business. right. Well, here's the thing. This that's kind of challenging, actually. You know, if if the true goal is just not to spend as much money, I actually think that using a combination of a couple different things. And here's what I mean by that. Now, let's say I do go throw in a, a, an electric generator with a little bit of solar 
And it works great for those eight to 10 hour overnights, but it's not going to get you through a 34 hour restart. So, but maybe I do that. Maybe I don't spend a ton of money on one. Then what if I just add a diesel fired heater? Those are fairly inexpensive, use almost no fuel, and they will always keep you warm. Now we just have to get cold. And cold is harder. Cold takes a lot more energy. Um, but what if most of the time my battery takes me pretty much as far as I need? And then what if I do idle the truck once in a while? There's nothing that says just because you have an APU, you can't idle your truck once in a while. We don't want to do it all the time. But, okay, so my batteries didn't go as long as I wanted. Well, I start up the truck again. It starts charging my batteries, and now I have AC if I need it. Or here's another one. Um, when I first went over the road, and we're going back a long ways, I bought a really, really cheap truck, a uh, cab over GMC Astro with, uh, with the hell, they were like 30-inch bunks back then, if I remember right, maybe 24. I don't know. It was small. Um <laughs> But if I were ever stopped for more, yeah, it was a coffin back there. If I if I were ever stopped for more than eight hours, I just went and got a room. That's me too. And, I, I was thinking and, on the reset, I, just get a room. Get out of I am, Exactly. I am shocked that so many drivers fight back against that idea or won't even consider it. Well, think about <laughs> it. I get a big room. Somebody cleans it for me. I have a bed. Most of the time, I'm going to have a pool, a gym. Food is easier. I can have it delivered right to my door. Um, and I'm, there are discount programs out there. But here's the thing. A good APU today is going to cost you twelve to $15,000. How many wow. even $80 a night rooms can I get for that? That's true. That's true. I, I like that option of being able to just get through the eight or ten hour resets and or you know rest area rest periods and then do so you know on the thirty four hour just get a hotel room you know get the hell out of the room and go have a life when you're on a reset <laughs> I get the, get out of the truck go have a life go do something and yeah. have all those conveniences and you're just not paying that much for it really. And with well, now that they, you know, with all these transportation services with Uber and whatnot, you know, it's not exactly. like they have to get to the hotel and back, you know. I mean, so, yeah, I, I like that option. Where where would you go? I mean, like with the electric. I mean, I like the electric, too. I've used it a little bit of that with the, I think it's called Park Smart or whatever that Freightliner does. Right. That yep. seemed to work pretty well for me. You know, I just, they add four four lead acid batteries and and bam they got it you know and it, I, I've used it and it worked I, I enjoyed it it actually worked I'm wondering what's out there that I could add to the truck right now you know so there are a couple of systems that are kind of like plug and play and designed for a truck right now none of the names are coming to me um, and most of my research in the last year or two has been kind of building a system on my own. And here's one of the advantages to that. It, it, again, I, I, you get a goal zero or there's so many of these new electric generators on the market right now. And really, we call it a, an electric generator. It's just a big battery with an inverter or charger built in. So and you charge it and then you plug things into it and it runs. And depending on the size, that tells you your capacity. The reason I've, I've been so interested in that is that it can be built in a way 
that when you're not using it in the truck, it's really nice to take camping, to uh, have at home as an emergency backup generator. So I kind of started liking this idea, hey, if I'm going to go invest five to $10,000 into putting like something like this together, I'd love to have it at, at home as a backup. And if I go camping, it's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's the uh, it's like a, a lithium ion battery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the technology. And now we're kind of some will probably go to lithium iron phosphate pretty soon. That's kind of the next technology. Um, somebody will probably build one with Tesla's graphene. I think they call their technology because that's open source. They share it with everybody. Um, right. So those things are advancing quickly. Like I bought the biggest Yeti you could buy, and two months later they brought out a model that was double the size of mine. And, and about the same price? Uh, no, the, so the first one was it was about a thousand dollars per amp. Or I mean, I'm sorry, a dollar per amp hour. So it was like okay. a three thousand amp hour battery, and I paid three thousand dollars for it. Then they rolled out a six thousand amp hour unit, and the price was five thousand. So okay. it got okay. more cost effective to go bigger. Um, but the, the real reason to go bigger is that's what determines how long you can run stuff. Now, sure. on a 3,000 3, amp hour unit, I connected two upright large freezers. And with no power connected to the battery at all, no solar, no nothing, I ran those freezers for 49 hours. Wow. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. So yeah. how do you get so how do you charge it? Do you hook it to your alternator or that that's one way, right? Um it can actually when you buy it, it comes with a little cigarette lighter adapter and you actually just plug the thing into the cigarette lighter and it will charge off the vehicle system while you're going down the road. Wow. If, if you Yeah, it if you it, now that that takes a long time, but so what? We drive a lot. So sure. if you just plug that thing in every time you're driving, um, we could wire up. Um, you, you could go get a, a good and not a really expensive. It wouldn't take an expensive one. But what you would get from an RV shop would be an inverter charger. And then you can even customize. Like our alternator is not the best way to charge a lithium-ion battery. It'll do it, but it's not the most effective. If you throw in an inverter charger, then you can actually flip a switch so it, it changes the way your alternator charges, and now your charger's doing the work, and it's a better way of charging that battery. And then that also gives you a secondary inverter. Um, the battery pack itself already has an inverter on it, but having a second inverter, uh, nothing wrong with that. We just plug more stuff in. So I kind of like the other cigarette lighter, and then and then so okay. So from there, you have to sort of you have to add something to, as far as a compressor or, I mean, you know what oh, what for, do you add? for, for yeah, coal. For so yeah. here's here's some other thing that's advancing pretty quickly. Um, I think one of the names of these products called Zero Breeze, maybe. They are now making these little portable air conditioners that are not swamp coolers. They are true air conditioners, and they will run off these battery packs for a long time, and they'll do a 
darn good job of cooling that little cab. I've seen other yeah, we, people who will go we, get a, a pretty darn good full-size room air conditioner and you just vent it out the window. Those things, you can hang meat in your cab if you're running one of those. Yeah, and you can run one of those off of that battery pack, off that yep. Yep. Wow, that might be the way to go right there. We use one in our screened-in porch at home. There you go. It's amazing, amazing how well that thing works and how cool it keeps that room, you know. There you so go. That, that might be the way to go right there. All right, well, that gives me a lot to work on. And then uh, with this truck show coming up, maybe I'll find something a little bit more specific there. You're going to be there, aren't you? I, I will be there. And, in fact, if you're looking around for that kind of stuff, I want you to find me and report back to me what you're finding. Okay. Okay, I'll do it. All right. Hey, I appreciate your time. Thanks for everything you do for us out here. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's uh, – oh, wow. We are so close to the top. I'm going to um, – you know what? Let me look here real quick. We um, – I've got a lot of calls on the line. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap this up because I only have about uh, three minutes left. Um, we will be dropping off of TNC radio uh, here at the top of the hour, but I don't even think I'm going to restart the show today. We have too many calls on hold. So if you are on hold, give us just a minute or two at the top of the hour. I'll, uh, I'll close out the show here live, and then we will just continue. So we're not going to take a break. We're not going to reset the show. You're not going to have to call back in. So if you're listening to me and you're on hold right now, just hold. Um, we have so many calls, I'm just going to continue. Uh, if we want to make the next hour more about health, we could do that. I may talk a little bit about things. But when we have this many calls on the line, I just want to get to them. So that's what we'll do. So, uh, Jason in Texas, you're going to be up next when uh, when we get through the top of the hour here. So um, just to give everybody a heads up, this is all fluid and changing and dynamic, but we are very excited about being back on the air live. We really, technically, we only missed a day. Um, my contract got canceled on Sirius on a Wednesday. Uh, I took Thursday off. Maybe Friday, maybe Saturday was the first day I came back live. We actually did some weekend shows to experiment, and we've really been live ever since. So a couple weeks now, uh, we're working out some of the bugs. We are building our own platforms and our own apps, not using somebody else's. We will be building all of our own. Um, our goal this time is to be cancel-proof. Uh, I'm tired of being censored, canceled, um, not that I've ever really allowed that to change what I talk about or what I say, um, but I used to have to think about it. Now, and I just said that I'm probably going to get an email um, or I just got canceled for saying something. So that's going to end. Um, we believe that everybody should be able to say what's on their mind and all of us should be an adult enough to know they're just words and words really can't hurt anybody. My God, we knew that in kindergarten. How did we forget that? So um, there'll be a lot of stuff coming out. We will be adding shows daily. Uh, we, will, we will be bringing back all of our segments as shows and turning, uh, turning those into their individual shows and adding new ones. So uh, I'm going to say goodbye to the uh, 
TNC audience, and we will see you back here tomorrow. Have a great day. For everybody else, um, we're just going to roll right through this. I'm not going to take any break at all. So let's uh, let's just keep going. I really don't think I need to change anything. Um, we're just going to go to the phones. So let's talk to uh, Jason in Texas. Welcome. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing today? Doing good. What can I help you with? I got a question about uh, sauerkraut. Um, me and my wife just started fermenting uh, sauerkraut. First time okay. ever doing it. Excellent. Uh, so I went to, I, I don't have those little glass uh, fermenting weights like you showed in some of your videos. Um, I got these spring-like, uh, I guess, weights. Okay. And um, when when I, I got the fermenting caps also. So what my, what my question is, is when that spring is pressing down on that, on that uh, cabbage, it kind of went from a full jar to a half a jar. Oh, right. okay. Now, so, didn't the rest of the jar fill up with brine, though? Yes, yes, it okay. did. Yes, and that was that was my question. Is so when I like at four four weeks or six weeks or whatever, um, could I transfer that into another jar to have a full jar, or should I just keep it in the jar that it's in? No, you can move it around. You can transfer whatever makes sense to you. Like when I'm done fermenting, my fermenting lids come off, my weights come out. I put a regular lid back on the jar and throw it in the refrigerator. That way I can then reuse my lids and my weights. Um, so, yeah, you, you can move it around. You can do whatever you want. So here I'll walk you through the process that I used to make sauerkraut or kimchi or things with cabbage. So normally if I talk about a, a fermenting something like asparagus or, you know, whatever, we actually make a brine first. With cabbage-based yeah. ferment, I don't. All I yeah, do is no. take, okay, so you took the salt and you just rubbed it into the cabbage, right? Yes, sir. Yes, that's what, okay. exactly what we did. I did not then add here, any brine to it or anything. Perfect. Okay, here's what I like to do, and this may this may lessen some of what you're seeing. I really work hard to pack as much cabbage into that jar as I possibly can. I have a pretty good-sized wooden, like, dowel. It's almost like a little club, and I will just pound that stuff into that jar. And I will keep packing and pounding right to the very top, and then it will start to pull out its brine, and you won't see that big drop, like, all the way to half. So the more you can cram in there, the better it works. Um, but okay. then once once you're done, once you like the taste and the texture, you, yeah, you can do just about anything you want with it. You can put it in the refrigerator. You can take it out of the refrigerator for a couple of days. You can put it back in the refrigerator. You can move it to another jar. I, I've had ferments like that that have been in my refrigerator over a year, and they're still good. Cool. Yeah, that's that's what we're kind of working on. We We figured we'd start with cabbage since it was kind of, I think it would have been a little bit easier uh, to do it, the cabbage than, than trying to start with, like, making pickles and all that other kind of stuff. 
I agree. You, know? you, you are correct. Cabbage is the easiest, and it, it comes out tasting good without a lot of hassle or, you know, knowing what you're doing. Pickles, on the other hand, um, I had to work pretty hard on my pickle recipe. I've got it where I love yeah. it now. It's spicy garlic dill. and I. But there were a couple times where I fermented cucumbers, and I'm like, well, that's it still tastes more like a cucumber than a pickle. Um, yeah. So you're right. Cabbage, cabbage comes out pretty easy. So that is a great place to start. So I did use, I, I, I went to Walmart and got uh, pink Himalayan salt. Perfect. That's what I used. For, Perfect for the cabbage. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. It. So you've got it. You, good cabbage, good salt, and with cabbage you don't even need water. So it's cabbage yeah. and salt, and the next thing you know, you have some of the best sauerkraut around, and it's fully probiotic. So, congratulations on getting started. Thank you. Yeah. And another thing about packing it, you know, I I was trying to pack it in there, like you said, but it seemed like. By the time I got to the very top, I was pushing more brine out than than I was getting yeah. cabbage in. So yep, that, is, that's that, about that the time okay? to stop. Yeah, and that okay. is what will happen, and that's about the time to stop. When you get to the top, okay. and now every time you pound it, your your you know brine is flying everywhere. Yeah, that's probably all we're going to get in there. Okay, all right. That's all I needed to know. Thank you, Kevin, very much. I appreciate everything you do for me. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's see. We're going to head off to Kansas this time. Eric, welcome to the program. Oh, boy, do I got some stuff for you. Uh, right. I'm going to tell you about a shell hack first. Well, I'm, actually, I'm going to go back to the guy with the APU searching for the APU. Yes, APUs are expensive. I paid 12000 for mine. Um, yep. <laughs> and it's a diesel-fired uh did the work, checked it uh, down in Texas, ran it over a 34-hour restart, and it uses 0.4 gallons an hour. Wow, uh, a lot, that's, a lot that's... more than what they than what they say. Uh, oh, now, what, what were they thought, claiming? Oh, they were claiming like 0.3 on uh, uh, extremely hot days and an average of 1.6. Oh, that yeah. So they yeah. definitely put their best possible scenario out there. But I was going to say, I think four tenths of a gallon per hour is pretty darn efficient. It's it's all right, uh, considering that the new diesel engines uh, this truck here operates at about point eight. Uh, so I'm using about half of the fuel. Um, it's not like an older diesel engine where an older diesel engine would use a full gallon or 1.2. Uh, right. So it's it's, it's definitely still a savings. Uh, but the cost is offset. So it, it, it would literally take about 12 years to pay this thing off. Um, it's, I think it's, people are, not gonna I happen. think a lot of people are shocked <laughs> to hear that. They, I think that the perception has always been Buy a generator because it'll save you money on fuel. Uh, no, I tell people buy a generator because you want a generator. You yes, want the ability to, to run anything you want when you're parked, to have heat, to have cold. They are pure convenience, in my opinion. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I like convenience, too, and I'm willing to pay for it. 
but don't think that you're really saving a bunch of money with this thing because you're not. Now, I think Joel, Joel is using a, a, a thing called a idle-free APU. And That's all the one I was trying is, to think of. Yes, Thank you for the name, idle-free. It right. is a, it's a, it's a backwall unit air conditioner that they cut a hole in the uh, uh, back of the cab and then stuff this air conditioner in there. And it runs off of uh, four AGM batteries. Uh, it it'll run for I think Joel said nine hours when he talked to you on the, the radio last. Sounds about year. right. Yeah, sounds uh, about right. But they have they have a a proprietary unit that when those batteries get uh, uh, get dead, your truck starts up. And recharges the batteries just like uh, uh, Freightliner. Yeah, yeah, and and that's so pretty over... common technology on generator. My generator in the coach, I set my limits. It, when voltage drops this low, kick the generator on. When it brings my batteries back up to this level, and I can customize that, shut the generator back off. And I don't ever yep. have to think. So about I it. think Joel said. I think Joel said that his truck idled over. Uh, longer than a 34-hour reset out on the road. I think he said it idled in Texas heat seven hours. And the rest of the time so he was able to run off the batteries. The rest the of the time he was he was running off the batteries. So I think, I think let, you need to get Joel on here to talk to him about that. I think we should. That would be a great topic. Let's, let's think about this, and I'll ask Joel, because this seems pretty simple too. What if we start with a system like that? So it's it's installed in the truck, it's fully integrated, everything works, it's a plug-and-play system so you don't have to hack and fabricate. I'm wondering how, I'm trying to think how we would do it, and I don't think it would be that difficult. What if, once I have that system, what if I just want to go buy a portable electric generator like a Yeti, and if I can afford it, buy the big one, the Yeti 6000. So now I have it at home as a backup. I can take it camping. I can use it out in the yard to power whatever, although everything I use out in the yard now powers itself. But, I mean, there's a lot of uses to having use one it. of those. And what if when I do use go it on as the an truck? Ex- an expansion. Yep, an expansion exactly. battery. Right. Now, we wouldn't get nine hours out of that air conditioner. We'd probably get 20. Uh, you might get actually more than that. Cause, uh, Maybe so. You know, lithium lithium ions pretty pretty damn stout compared to an AGM. Six thousand amp hours on something that I can roll around on wheels and I I can pick it up myself. It's not easy, uh, but you can still pick it up. And six thousand amp hours is a lot of power. So the reason the reason for my call. Uh, I got a text message today talking about uh, the, the radio show. Uh, it was it was late. Uh, I got it 20 minutes after the show started. Uh, I've already I was already listening when it when it came through, uh, and then we got an updated one that said here's the correct link. So I've got a little hack that I've done to my phone. Actually, it's not really a hack. It's just uh, using the tools that I've got available. What I did was opened the link in my browser, uh, Google Chrome, and then saved it to the desktop. 
and then you click add automatically don't try to add it another way and then back out of it after you click add automatically and and it'll save it directly to your desktop all you have to do is click it huh okay well that's kind of yeah, cool yeah if you've got a yeah if you've got an iPhone then uh you know you're just a fanboy I'm joking I'm joking Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. No, I like that. I like that. Now, yeah, it's our, our our goal, and the team is working hard on it, and this isn't going to be long. We will have an app that is – that's our first goal, to get an app out. That's just for the users. Make everything easier for them. You'll be able to s- subscribe to whatever shows you want. They'll download automatically. You can listen offline. Shows will be available forever. Once that's out and – we're probably talking less than 30 days on that. We do have to get approval through the app stores, so that takes a little time. And I think we're within a month, and then we will. the team then shifts all of the resources over to building our entire infrastructure in the background. We're not using anybody's phone system. We're not using anybody's software. We're not using anybody's platforms. Ours will be custom written from scratch. And the only thing we'll be using that isn't technically ours will be servers. And I've never heard of a company yet that deletes anybody just because they put something on a server. Yeah, I hadn't heard that either. I'll tell you one thing, though. Uh, Android, you don't really have to be on an app store. You just have to tell people to uh, uh, allow for outside sources. Right. Um, we it, the, yeah. You know, Android. We don't have any real time. You know, we can release something right away when it's finished if we want. But Apple, yeah, we have to submit it. Sometimes it takes a week or two. Sometimes you got to go change something, and then when you make changes, you got to submit again. Sometimes, but so that's going to give us a little bit of a delay. I I, uh, I was talking to Aaron yesterday. We already have a beta version. I mean, the app's already being used, so we're that close on the app. Well, I'm, I think I need to send Aaron an email then because I'd make a great beta tester. There you go. I think he's actually looking for some. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. and We don't want to make a big deal because actually running a beta testing program is, is quite difficult. So it's going to be more of an informal, um, and, and we are looking uh-huh. for some. So, yeah, if you're interested, reach out. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Now, I think what I'll do is I'll make a video of that and post it on the uh, Trucking Drive website of how I like to set it up on, on there. And I think I'm going to do a little bit more. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to add a little more to the trucking trucking site, a little more. So, Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. It's getting better. Yeah, we're getting more, it and is. more people. In, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I know. When I get to the point where I have to say, darn, i got to get in there and answer more questions, that, that's a good sign for me. There's a lot of activity, a lot of questions, and um, if I can't keep up, we'll, we'll look for some help. But, uh, you know, the, the best help, honestly, is the tribe. You guys answer more questions than I do, and that's the point. We love that. Outstanding. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Thank you. Uh, Let's keep rolling here. We are going to head off to Missouri this time. Chad, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. I got a quick question on that Yeti 1000. 
you said you had your two deep freezes hooked up for how many hours? Uh, now this was a Yeti three thousand. They do actually 3, make a Yeti. Yeah, they actually make a one thousand. That would be one thousand amp hours, and it's significantly cheaper. And for some people, that might be enough. If you're trying to run air conditioning, the bigger the better. I mean, air conditioning draws more power than almost anything else we use. So when we're talking about air conditioning, you just got to go big. But if you're not running air conditioning, you can do a lot with the 1,000 amp hour. But mine was a 3,000, and it did run the uh, the freezers nonstop for 49 hours. And that's what I that's what I missed. I thought you said 49 hours on a 1,000. I thought, holy cow. But Oh, no. No, it was a 3,000. Okay. Okay, good enough. So my main question is on a business structure that my my wife has. Um, it's still open at the moment. It's an LLC taxed as a sole proprietorship. Um, at the end of last year, she sold some of the equipment, and the book of business was just going to close the whole thing down. But there are a few customers that turns out she wants to keep. And we're talking these customers, customers are going to be about a net of, ten thousand dollars a year now just okay. a little just a little side gig my question yeah. is should i keep it as an llc taxes a sole proprietorship should i close that and just start up a straight sole prop no leave it the way it is it doesn't matter okay. nobody cares that it, it, it will never matter so you just use what you already have it it's just not worth two minutes to go change something because it's just not going to matter. Okay. The other factor in that is I don't think it changes anything being just a sole prop, but we do uh, legitimately hire the kids and then take their income yep. that they make, and then they would, then they show a W-2 and they're able – they've started IRAs or Roths would, years which ago is now. So. Perfect. Awesome. I love when people do that. That is such a great strategy for the kids. So, and you are correct. You can be a sole proprietor, a partnership, a corporation, an LLC. Doesn't matter. You can still use that strategy of paying your kids. Here's here's one for you. What about the difference in the bookkeeping? Uh, you know, there is as far as running quick. Okay. Right now, the LLC, everything was on the up and up and on QuickBooks, and with the level of work that we're going to sometimes it's easier just in my head, instead of doing it on, on uh, QuickBooks or computer or whatever, just keeping track of revenue and expenses. You're right. In a, in a business like this, you don't need any big accounting system. You shouldn't be spending a lot of time on accounting. You know what your business is going to bring in. You know what you're going to spend. So keep your accounting as simple as possible. But again, that doesn't factor into the LLC. Uh, you can keep that LLC and, you know, you could do your accounting on a napkin if you wanted, or you could just no, do no accounting at all. It wouldn't even matter. All you need to do at okay. the end of the year is be able to report income and expense one time to the IRS. That's really all that matters. One last thing on that. It wouldn't change anything as far as filing uh, any 941s or that stuff. Nope. All the same. All the same. Okay, that's what I need to know. Yep, the only difference that even comes to mind when it comes to payroll taxes is how often you have to deposit 
And that has nothing to do with your business structure. It's just a matter of how big your payroll is. Once your payroll gets big enough, you've got to file every week. Some companies can file once a month if they're small enough. But again, that has nothing to do with the business structure. That's just the size of your payroll. Okay. And our payroll is monthly and actually just and then done quarterly after that. So. Yep. Yep, because you're small enough, you, you are allowed to do monthly. We actually have to report every week. And and you don't have to be that big of a company or that big of payroll, and you have to start reporting every week. But that's the only real difference. Okay. Um, yeah, one of those deals that, uh, like I said, some of the equipment sold part of the book, or most of the book sold, and just thought we would walk away, and now um, she still wants to do Hi. something just for, for ten grand a year. So. Look, I love that idea. It, it's something for her to go do. People who like to work, I mean, there are just people who like to work more than other people. And I, people who like to work don't like to have nothing. So the idea that she's got something she can go do, and, I mean, think about it. An extra 10000 is kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I like to take I like to take money like that and just really have fun with it. Because obviously, if she was thinking about quitting completely, then you guys are financially okay. It's not like you need the ten thousand. I like to take that kind of money and just really go have fun with it. And that's that's kind of why the kids got paid so well all those years. Good. Was, Good. Here's. We'll we'll match your cash. You take all of your money and you put it into the into your retirement, and then we'll just give you the your salary out of our pockets. So. Yeah, there and urgency, in, you, you know I I don't have a lot of time to get into this topic, but it's something we've talked about in the past. Something we'll talk about in the future. Um, people aren't going to understand the numbers, but based on what I'm hearing from you, you've been doing this for years. You paid them pretty well. You've probably already set them up to be millionaires at retirement. They're not going to have to do much more to add to it. I will give you uh, real quick numbers. Uh, the oldest sure. one is 15 now. We started when she was 10, and it was as small as $250 that very first year was it. That's so. okay. That's okay. That 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 money at 15 is people don't understand how much that could be by the time she's 65. That's 50 yeah. years of growth tax-free, right? That's pretty incredible. I would guess it. I, I don't even know. We did it, and we do it every year, and we don't look back, but I would guess that account is probably only at, you know, maybe five grand at 15 years old, and then she's got Broke. younger sisters that got the same thing started. So. Here's what I want you to do, because this is kind of fun. When Go online, search for retirement calculator, and... Mm -hmm. All you have to do is say, okay, she will keep doing this until she's 18. And then she's going to get a job, and yep. then it's totally up to her after that point. But take yep. the amount of money, that lump sum that she'll have when she's 18, put it into a calculator with a 10% return, because we can get 10% on the S&P 500. It's consistently done that for decades. And look mm -hmm. at how much money it's going to be. It is incredible. Yeah, there's one on uh, Dave Ramsey's website that shows, and I think it's, you know, the kid starts, goes for 10 years, I think, from 13 to 23, and then stops and never puts right. in another penny and still has more at the end than the person that doesn't start till they're 23 and goes for 40 years. The whole time. 
Yep. yep. That's the power of so starting your kids early, not giving them money. You started them early, they had to earn the money. That's awesome. Yeah. But you yeah. also showed them how to turn that little bit of earning into something really, really big if they just leave it in there and forget about it and then go on with their life, get a job. And if they keep contributing to retirement accounts, uh, I did this once for a kid that started at eight or nine and didn't make all that much money. And all they had to do was keep doing like $75 a month for the rest of their life. And they would have finished with between six and seven million dollars on seventy-five dollars mm-hmm. a month investment. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that I started at uh, at 23 years old. Excellent. Versus some of the guys that are starting now, and and uh, envious of these the kids that are starting at eight and ten years old. So I know. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Congratulations. I love hearing those kind of stories. Uh, let's go to Dallas. I th- Steve, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing good. What's on your mind today? Oh, man. First and foremost, I've missed the hell out of you, man. You make me out here. We've talked many times. You know who I am. Yeah. Um, yep. I've really missed you. I didn't realize that you got back on so quick. I just like the caller before he got a text. I signed up and I don't know if I got lost in the shuffle, but all of a sudden they started coming in and I just want to tell you, um, I mean, I, as everybody has probably said, um, well, you weren't gone very long to me. You've been gone over two weeks. I feel like my best friend left. Well, I'm, I'm so, glad we're, we're, Back and I have to thank uh, Lisa and Brittany and the team. They uh, they started cranking out the text messages and ads, and so people could find us again. And uh, it's working. I think our audience now has about tripled in size in just a, a couple weeks. So we are very very grateful that people are looking for us. Uh, that's just a wonderful feeling. So thanks for the support. You're welcome. I actually even called in. I sent emails. But I'll tell you, you know, um, and we not to go backwards, but you're so smart and you're so right on topic that people, and it's obvious now, but they're afraid of you. And look what happened. I just, and, and you know, I think deep down inside my heart, after a couple of comments you made back in the, about three weeks ago, I'm like, I think he knows something may be coming and I told my fiance, I'm like, shit, I really hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't go away. But I, I, yeah, think, so, I, think, I think the aura was there. I, I really believe you felt something, honestly. Yeah, and you know what? I'll explain that to people. We like to be transparent. We want people to know what's going on, even in the background. Sometimes we want people to know what's going on in my head, although that can get a little scary at times. So um, <laughs> I can't release too much of that all at once. But For the last couple of years, I mean, I only sign a one-year contract every year. And for the last couple of years, I kept thinking, could I be doing more? So there were a couple of things I was going to approach at contract time this year. I was either going to think about, and I do it every year, is it time to go out on our own? Because I have so much more freedom, not just in what I say, because I did not hold back on Sirius. 
Some people think, well, maybe he was holding back. Not really. I mean, for the most part, I no, said you what were I wanted pretty to open. say. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't get any more outrageous. I mean, I, was, I there's nothing I can think of that I want to say that I wouldn't say on serious. And I, I think a lot of people thought maybe I was holding back. I wasn't, and we see the result. Um, I said one thing, somebody didn't like it much, so here we are. Uh, but I was already thinking. Um, Sirius was hard to leave, even think about every year, because it makes it so easy for us to reach new listeners. That is the one single advantage that Sirius still has over every other platform, is if you want to grow an audience, it's easy because people have a radio and they know how it works. People trying to find a podcast, if that is really difficult, then they don't know how to use it, then they don't know how to listen. So we still have some struggles there. And our, our thought process has always been, when do we think we have a big enough tribe that we should just go do this on our own because we can add shows, we can add time, we can add topics, we can separate topics out so people don't have to hear my political comments in an open if they don't want to. We'll make that its own show. So we knew we could build a platform that would be far, far better than serious for the listeners, but we also knew we'd be giving up getting new listeners so easy. So this year I started thinking, I, at the very least, I was going to ask for one thing. I was going to say, I'll sign the contract. We don't even have to negotiate money this year. We don't have to negotiate anything. I'll take the contract just the way it is, except I want to be able to go build my own network again. And they were my contract restricted me from doing that. And honestly, if they would have said no, then I might have said, well, okay, that's a, that's a non-starter for me. I'm going to go do my own thing. Um, but it happened anyway, so a lot of times I just believe things happen for a reason, and it was probably time for us to just go do our own thing. Yeah, and you know, you have, like you've been saying for the three years I've listened to you, you started your own business, you know, you had a gym, you have this, you had that. You're just a go-getter, and you're a lot like me in a way. We're going to get kicked in the curb, but you know what? We're going to get right back up because we are not staying there. And you know, Aaron and I were, were talking about this last night. Aaron's the same way. That, honestly, I get to the point, and I was kind of there with the show and serious, and it, it was just comfortable. It was just easy. You know, I just show up every day. I, you know, I read all the time anyway, so I always have something to talk about. But I, I wasn't feeling all that challenged. And I kept saying, well, challenge yourself. Dig in. Find something new. And it just wasn't really happening. The minute I got cut, my sleep went to four hours a night, and I'm working 20 hours a day, and I'm loving every minute of it. I was going to say, I bet you feel a whole lot better. I'm loving every minute of it. I feel challenged. <laughs> now, it's it's hard work. I'm tired, but I am oh, yeah. happier than I've been in a long time. My sleep is finally getting better, so I have to believe that it was a – a you know, stress factor in the background there, you know, well, you know, when you have to be on the air 15 hours a week and you know that somebody who hates you and is trying for some reason to destroy your business and your career is recording every second of every show, that gets a little now, stressful. We know exactly who you're talking about right yeah. now. I was going to say yeah. his name and, and there's no need because he's a troll. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what? I'm sure they're still doing it. Well, now I welcome it. Hell, record all you want. What are you going to do now? There's nothing left. Yeah. You can't cancel me now. But, We're going to make sure of it. So how many How many are you still on three hours a day, basically, then? Uh, not yet. Um so we okay. we we're what we're committing to Monday through Friday is at least an hour. Um today yep. we're gonna go to two. Uh we had tons of calls on the line. I wanted to do some destination health stuff today. Um going forward, here's kind of the model we're looking at right now. It will turn into just one hour a day, Monday through Friday, same time slot we've always been in. It will be a free-for-all all five days. No themes, no guests. I will only do enough of an open just until a call comes in. This show is all about the callers, and this show will always be free. The one-hour-a-day will always be free, and we will stream it everywhere that will take us, like where TNC Radio picked us up. We'll be hitting you know, Spotify, Spreaker, all the big you know, Apple Google, all the podcast platforms. We'll, we'll put this out everywhere where we can get it, and it will always be free. The rest of the stuff, Destination Health, The Power Hour, Rolling Toe, I'm going to start a political show called The Pit, Politics and Trucking. Um, I have some other ideas for shows. We will start adding those. Pittsburgh Power will have the ability to do their own show and do it as many hours as they want. The same with Mike and Kevin Beckett. They want to do more hours. They want to do another day. They'll have that freedom. We'll set them up as hosts with their own show. We're looking for new hosts, new show ideas. The rest of it will be a subscription model. Uh, and it's going to be very inexpensive. It's going to be loaded with tons of value. But it, those shows will be paid. And then we will commit to one free hour of caller-driven Q&A every day, Monday through Friday. So that's kind of our model going forward. And will you have? And I know it's probably still in the works, but will be will there be like a a monthly subscription that will open the doors to listen to all of it, or is yes. it individual? Yeah. Okay. So no, individual. It, it, you, no, you're not going to have to pick and choose and have you know twelve subscriptions. What we'll do, and we'll we're looking at even tying it into the Healthy Tribe and Trucking Tribe subscription. So. You know, in my mind, we're thinking of something like, okay, if you want to stick with the $3 a month and you get access to the site, great. If you want to pay $19 a month, you get access to the site and all of our premium content. You were just reading my mind. I'm like, you know what? He could get nineteen ninety five a month by every listener. So easy with all of his knowledge. And you know what it is? It's you care you genuinely care about us. Honestly, we all I know that. For me, I know that. And to me, you're priceless. So it didn't matter what it cost. I would pay it. And I think there's a lot of people out there. I'm talking thousands and thousands of listeners that are like, you know what? I'd pay the 20 bucks a month. This guy's a, I mean, you have a you have a core group, Kevin, and I'm going to go to the show just to meet you. I feel like I've already known you. I mean, I know I, I a lot know. about you and your yeah. garden. And I mean, we've talked a lot in depth on a lot of subjects. And, you know, you and I have disagreed a couple of times. But, you know, what? honestly, not very many. Like, we we have this crazy thought process. We think a lot alike. And we I like to that. use our mouths for good reasons. Yeah. 
And some yeah. people don't like it, but you know what? That's the truth, and you don't have to like it because I'm not here to please you. I'm here to I'm here to say what I feel is the truth, and there is going to be people that will benefit from that. And that's how yeah, how and, you think, and I love it. And we really do believe between the two websites, which are great ways to communicate, answer questions, post all kinds of educational stuff, and like you mentioned, the team we've surrounded ourselves with, Pittsburgh Power, companies like that. When I went to Bruce and said, hey, Bruce, you're, you, we're going to set you up so you originate your own shows, you control it, you basically have unlimited time. I saw Bruce's eyes light up, and he started with ideas. Uh-huh. Oh, we're going to get the engineers to, to record dyno runs and explain things, and, and we'll do a whole show on something like that. And then he's like, well, we'll do a show on this and that. And I'm like, Bruce, that's exactly what we want. You have so much to bring to these people, and now we're going to give you a platform to do it. Yeah, this was a blessing in disguise. And I, I know you have a lot of people on hold, so I want to I want to part with this. I'm glad I found you again. I knew eventually something would come across my email or my phone. Whatever it is per month, count me in because I'll be one. I My sister is down 85 pounds in less than nine months. Because she started eating right, she's off her metformin. She's doing great because of you and what you've suggested. Her doctor is amazed at her progress, and she's like, "Well, you need to listen to Kevin Rutherford." And her doctor laughs. She goes, "Who's that?" <laughs> I mean, it was some great <laughs> stuff. So, she's like some a gynecologist ex- in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, an ex truck driver who I heard on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, people do. That'll it's, get them. It's crazy. But I'm so yeah. proud of you. I'm proud of your team. I'm proud of everybody there. Godspeed. I'm so thankful for you. And I just think you're 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 going to just keep. I don't think there's a limit to your growth. And I'm very blessed to know you. Call you my friend, even though we've never met. And you can count Thank me in every day because I'll be right here. Well, I appreciate. It. I can't tell you how much that means to us and the team. And I am looking forward to meet you at the truck show. So you better find me. Let's see. We've got time. Let's go to uh, BC this time. Murray, welcome to the program. Good day, Kevin. How's it going? Going good. What can I help you with today? All right. Uh, Three quick ones. Uh, The Pittsburgh tune that you had on your truck, was it the factory upgrade or was it the performance tune with the manifold and turbo? Are we talking about my... The the tune I just did on the coach, or when I used to tune my trucks with them? No, when you used to tune your 60 series. Um, I never actually did um, the manifold on any of my 60. I should have, um, but I never did. I never got to it. It was just the tune alone, and I just loved that tune they had. Yeah. Okay. And, and they have two now. They have... They have what they call a factory upgrade, and then they have the performance tune. The performance tune sort of I, I recommend think doing that, unless you I, do the manifold and turbo. Yeah, they they may have changed the name, or but I'm pretty positive I did have the performance tune. One of the things I noticed about it was you kind of had to pay attention to how you drove and shift again, because when I just jumped in it and you know kind of ran through the gears really hard to see what it would do, you could roll a lot of smoke with that tune. And, you know, then I started paying attention, timing my shifts better, you know, ease back into the throttle. And my goal was 
get through the gears efficiently and not see any smoke. And it was kind of a challenge. Now, the interesting thing on the cat tune they just gave me, the C-13, which may be the first time they've ever done this tune. And I told them, no holds barred. Give me all the performance you can give me. Give me all the horsepower, all the torque you can. And I want to play around with that. And and let me see what I can do with the fuel mileage. And the the nice thing about that, it actually took away smoke. My cat was smoking worse before. Now it's clean. Uh, and it is powerful. They think I probably... We didn't have time to get it on the dyno, but they think I'm probably at 700 flywheel horsepower and probably 2,000 foot-pounds of torque or more. And it runs like it. It is, it is strong. And uh, I'm not sure if you heard, but we uh, the only thing on my exhaust is about three foot of pipe out of the turbo and a downturn. Okay. And it's uh, it's shocking how quiet it is. They said the twin turbos really quiet things down. Uh, driving it, I can't tell any difference in noise until my Jake hits the third stage and I get this really cool little soft rumble that I absolutely love. So it's actually really cool. Right. right. Well, but it's running like crazy. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting their tune on this one. I... I just wasn't sure what, like, you know, you talk about how, what an incredible tune it is, and I'm looking forward to that. I just wasn't sure whether you had done the. My, you know, my guess well, is one that, of the great ones. yeah, mine's been several years, so my guess is they have tweaked all of their tunes because that's what those guys do. I mean, it was impressive right. to sit in that engineering department the last couple of days and watch all of those guys do this, and then watch them over on the uh, the dyno. It's uh, they are developing a lot of really cool stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that stuff come along on your app when you when you get set up. We'll, we'll definitely uh, subscribe to Good. whatever you're doing there and follow that too. Uh, a couple quick quick, quick things. We sure. we have uh, three yogurt cultures on the way here now. Um, getting ready to start with them. You are using half and half to culture your yogurts. Do you buy it as half and half, or do you mix half cream and half milk? In the beginning, I was mixing cream and milk and trying to get the right ratio, and it, it worked pretty good. But when I actually switched to buying half and half, it got way better. And I'm not even sure why, but the half and a half comes out perfectly thick and creamy. I whisk it. Um, you know, after, and sometimes I'll even strain mine cause I really, really like really thick yogurt. Uh, but you absolutely don't have to. And okay. the half and half has been the best results I've achieved. Okay. All right. Well, we're looking forward to getting started with that. And, and just was, just was wondering what direction you go. And a quick comment. I'm driving a 2000 international. It has a Webasto heater on the engine, a Webasto cab heater, an IQ um, battery-powered IQ air conditioner, and while I don't have it with me now because I'm doing local work, I used to carry a little 14-watt, uh, just a little, one of those little, you know, it wasn't a Honda 2000, it was a Harbor Freight knockoff. Oh, yeah. And, yep. and, and uh, uh, a trickle charger. 
that I picked up also at Harbor Freight. And I can run, like, if the temperature gets down to minus 30, well, I don't really get that cold, minus 25 when I was running highway, the truck also had, because it's a 60 series, it also has the optimized idle. So if oh, it yeah. gets too yeah. cold, it'll start and stop itself for oil, water, or cab temperature. And you can elect to turn the cab temperature off. I used to just leave it set so the oil and water would maintain. Because at that temperature, I didn't like running the generator. But if it's, you know, anywhere between, say, 15 below Celsius and 20 degrees, you know, whatever above, to, I would just fire up my generator if the battery started getting low. But if I need to warm the truck, the, the engine up, down to minus 25 Celsius, that way Basto will bring the engine temperature up to 120. I, I That sounds like an awesome setup. It is. It's it's so awesome. 99% yeah. of the time, I don't, I don't have to worry about listening to a generator, at least not on my truck. Everybody else is sitting there running theirs or idling their yeah, Right, there. yeah. But No, I, but that sounds in, like an awesome I'm, setup. Yeah, it I really like is. Uh, the, and I can set the way Basto on the engine. Like if I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning or something like that, I can set it to come on two hours sooner. Yeah. So I can leave the engine one turned off all night long, and it'll come on uh, two hours before I get up. And when I climb out of the bunk, the engine is at 120 degrees. It takes a couple of minutes because it doesn't warm the oil. But running the oil through a hot engine, it only takes, like you'll see the the temperature will come up on the oil very, very quickly, even at heavy sub-zero temperatures. And and the bunk temperature is always nice and toasty in here. I get my I get both of those serviced annually. Not now that I'm doing local work, but when I was on the highway with it, I, I used to get them serviced every fall in September, and and then they fire up and they run faultlessly. It, and, it, and 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 then summertime, I've got my AC. Here's what I like about this: we've either talked about one or the other. We've either talked about, okay, let's build this full battery system and figure out how to make it work. And then a, a lot of other guys will go, look, I just love my little Honda generator, you know, any generator, gas powered, you throw it back there. And they'll say it runs everything I need, the air conditioner, all that stuff. I never thought about, why not combine the two of those? The little generator, well, especially great. if you go get the knockoff at Harbor Freight, they're dirt cheap. Yeah, uh, bucks. Right. Yeah. yeah, why not have both? Now, and, whenever and I, I can, want, I just fire up that little gas generator, let it charge my batteries. Absolutely. And and when it's really cold like that, I, I set the optimized idle. Now, I don't use any of that stuff anymore because, like I say, I'm not out there. Yeah. I have been. Um, oh, my, that's I, a great and, idea. And, there's, and those little inverter generators are so compact and so small and so quiet that yeah. when, when, I, when I'm not using it, I just throw it on the floor on the passenger side of the cab and all my wires outside stay in place and then when I need to use it I just set it on the frame and frame and strap it down and plug it in and give it a crank and and away we go. What uh, a, it works what awesome. A, what and a, then if you're doing a thirty six hour reset, you can keep your AC batteries charged, you can keep your fridge what, cold. Exactly. You can run your, your microwave. All the stuff you need in your batteries all stay filled. What a great setup. Good and not thinking. expensive like no, you're yeah. right. And I didn't create it. Uh, the the two Webasto heaters, the engine and the cab, uh, were both on the truck. Um, yeah, I and, just, and I just the, like your idea of, AC as well. Yeah, I just love your idea of throwing a cheap little generator into the mix so when we need power, it's always there. 
And and the other thing too is you know if you want to you're sitting in a truck stop or motel or whatever and you're you're killing your reset. Um, I I have I usually have my angle grinder and my polishing stuff. I, I just take the generator and flash it up and and I can power my angle grinder and I can polish. There my you go. Thanks, whatever. And there you and go. Power whatever you want to run, you know. Great setup. It, it works great. It's an awesome system. Awesome system, especially on this Love one with it. the optimized idle. But um, yeah, right, I'll let you go. You got lots of callers. Love it. Great stuff. Let's. Uh... Let's go to where are we going? Uh Illinois. Dale, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. Um I had a quick question. You had uh you were talking to someone about a in cab um air conditioner. Uh did it run off a cigarette lighter plug in or or what, uh, what brand is that you're talking about? You I know, I I actually looked at a couple of them about a year ago, and I'm going to go to the website of the one that I liked the most because I have a feeling they've probably already either brought out a new model or changed things. The the company that I was kind of impressed with and I tested some of their stuff is called Zero Breeze. So it's zerobreeze.com. Um and it does, it has the ability to run off of a cigarette lighter. It has the ability to run off these uh, electric generators. Um, actually, the same company makes their own little power station for it. I'm looking at it right now. It's a little bigger than a basketball. I'm actually, they have a picture of a basketball next to it so you can kind of see the size. It's basically one of these little electric generators, but this company makes their own. Um, for how small it is, they're claiming a 2,500 watt hour capacity. That's pretty darn good. Um, 12 to 75 volt ultra wide voltage charging, 1,250 watts through solar if you wanted, or through the adapter, and it goes all the way up to 2,200 watt output. Um, that's their little charging station to run their air conditioners. But their uh, their zero breeze air conditioner is the one I was looking at. Okay, great. I could remember that name. Um, and then I wanted to talk to you a little bit about my uh, health. Give you an update on that. I had uh, talked to you uh, two, three different times. I had gotten my golf lighter out, and I was having some stomach issues, and I had talked to Lauren. And the last thing that you had told me is if you're not 100% committed into doing it and putting it into work, um, don't even bother trying it or doing it. And I had talked to her, and she gave me a protocol to follow, and I didn't start it because I thought I was 100% ready to do it, and I wasn't. Um, And then I got hurt, and I just now came back to work about a month ago, and I started following everything that you had told me everything that her and I had discussed, and I have cut out grains completely, everything, Uh, sugars, sodas, and I'm just telling you, if people, you, you already know this, but if people are skeptical about this, it works. I have not felt as good, like, you know, I've 
I, I, I can't remember the last time I felt this good. I um, I know. And, Dale, I want to go back to something because I'm glad you said it the way you said it in the beginning. And I, I'm sure a lot of people, when they hear me say that, probably disagree with me. They probably think, oh, why is he so strict? What, so what if I only start halfway? Is that better than nothing? And my answer is no. And I'll tell you why. Because I know you won't get the kind of results we want people to get if you go halfway. I've even said you can cut out 80 to 90% of your grains and you might not get many results at all. And here's what happens in people's mind. They've tried the low-fat thing. They've tried Jenny Craig. They've tried Nutrisystem. They've tried their doctor. Their health keeps deteriorating. Nothing seems to work. If they half-ass my way, it won't work either. And then they're going to say, oh, look, it didn't work at all. So I tell them, you're right. It won't work at all. You can't half-ass this. You can't go halfway. You can't go 80% of the way. But if you go 100% of the way in the beginning, you will be blown away by the results. And then at some point, you can ease off a little bit if you want, although most people, once they experience life without grains, they'll never go back. Oh, my gosh, that's exactly right. Um, I'm down uh, 25 pounds in this, mo- in this month's time. I wow, cannot, I that's awesome. I can't believe the result. Well, whenever I ate junk, I mean, it's, kind of really no surprise you cut back the sugars the grains you know yeah the results i'm getting is unbelievable and i can't believe i i allowed myself to feel this way as long as i did and to live that way that's that's I know. crazy to me to think how i feel now versus then why i even accepted that but i did i know and i uh, and, and say thank you well uh, you're welcome and it's easier than I thought it would be, to be honest with you. Once I did it and stuck with it, it's easier. Real truly, it's easier than what you think. Here's here's the other thing that I want people to know. There are two big reasons why it's so exciting to make this change. We, we always talk about the health part of it, and that's incredible. People feel like better than they did in their 20s. I say that all the time. But here's the other thing. When you eat this way, you should never, ever be hungry. I don't care if you have 300 pounds to lose. You should never be hungry. If you're hungry, eat. That's it. And people go, well, that's not a diet, is it? Yeah, it's absolutely a diet. It's a diet you can do the rest of your life because you don't have to be hungry. That's what makes us crazy about diets. They always want you to starve yourself. Well, that's miserable. Then the next thing that people start to realize is when you think of the typical low-fat diet, does any of that food taste good? That stuff all sucks. It's awful. It's not satisfying. It doesn't taste good. We try to tell ourselves it does. But the food you get to eat now, who doesn't love baby back ribs and bacon and eggs and cheese and vegetables loaded with butter and, you know, uh, Parmesan if we want. And uh, those foods are really, really satisfying. Yes, absolutely. And uh, just like you've, you've said before, 
uh, I primarily just be eating, I've been eating chicken and fish and eggs and uh, meat, you know, pretty much everything you've listed. And it's worked for me, and I can't thank you enough. It's just unbelievable the results I'm getting and how much better I feel. Um, I seem like I'm in a better mindset, better sleep, just overall. Yep. Dale, great stuff. Call back. Uh, I do want to get to one more call, and then we're going to have to wrap this up for the day. So we are going to head off this time to, well, right here in Ohio. Dwayne, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, uh, good. Uh, um, I'm calling about my wife now. Um, I've, I've been on the uh, keto pretty strong. I'm off of grains totally. Um, I, I will cheat once in a while. I have a, have a very lightly breaded at a restaurant or something. I will, otherwise I just won't take it. Um, but uh, that don't happen too often. But um, uh, she has she has had a stroke, and um, and she's been watching my results like that. And she said, you know, basically is you know I'm the husband. What do I know? And some guy on the radio. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, that crazy. But I think she listened to on the radio. Yeah, that's it. You know, I said, but yeah, but look here. I said, I got no more joint pain or nothing. I, you know, again, I, I, I was keto, but I'm, I'm going to say it's paleo now because I'm watching my okay. carbs, but I ain't cut them out. Good. So Good. Um, yeah. my biggest downfall is potatoes at breakfast. <laughs> but, hey, you um, know what? Uh, anyway. I, I, I like potatoes. I grow potatoes. And once you yeah. get your metabolism healthy enough, potatoes aren't a problem. Yeah, well, that's about the only time I have unless I have a piece of steak or something like that, you know. But Yeah, but, no, um, no big deal. Uh, yeah. You know, I also kind of like this, too, because I'm not in a hurry to go and and, and um, uh, get it done before break, you know. <laughs> so exactly. uh, anyway, my, uh, my wife's had a stroke, and she's got the blockage in her artery, uh, 60% or something like that. And uh, anyway, um, I guess it's cholesterol is what's going on with it, I suppose. I don't know. But she is now, and she's, uh, you know, seen the light, I guess, um, wanting to see more about uh, um, getting on whatever, I'll call it diet, that she, that she needs, you know, like that. Now, she has been cutting down on grains, but like you said, she, she don't do it 100%. I said, well, I, you know, 100% ain't nothing. You know, it's, it's not nothing. You ain't doing it. But she's ready to do, I think she's ready to do everything it is. So I just need to know where to get started at. Got it. So give and, me a and, little and, history. And also... Out. Oh, go ahead. Uh, okay. All right. She is a uh, she's diabetic. She's taking uh, okay. uh, so uh, a long. I, go ahead. It, well, here's what I was about to say. Without knowing her, without knowing her history, when you said she had a stroke, I, I was about to say I'm positive she's either diabetic or she's either diagnosed diabetic or she's diabetic and just hasn't been diagnosed yet. So I I already knew that yep. what you're dealing with. Yep. So. Yep. Here's here's the way the whole thing with diabetes, blood sugar, and weight. If if you want the fastest results you can get, then you eat carnivore, just the animal product, okay. meat, fish, right. eggs, and dairy. You will get yep. the fastest results in all areas. Your joint pain will go away faster. Your weight will drop faster. Your blood sugar will normalize faster. So all I want to inform people of is if you want the best, fastest results, that's the way you would do it. If you say, look, I can't just eat animal products seven days a week, there's just no way. That's okay. 
Yeah. Then let's start adding good vegetables in and add all the vegetables you want. It's, there's just, you know, eat as many as you want. It will slow down your results a little bit, but not much. You're still going to get amazing results. Uh, it gives you, gives you a little variety, yeah. Exactly. So, and if you need to throw in a potato now and then, just just know that it's not the end of your. Don't throw in grains, and when you do, you're going to know it. Oh yeah. Your joints are going to hurt. You're not going to oh, feel yes. good. <laughs> I can exactly. tell you that for a fact. <laughs> exactly. Right. So. So that's kind of what I tell people. You know, we can tell you how to do it really fast. And if you want to do it, then do it. If if you do something slightly different, that's not bad. It just might take a little yeah. longer. And that yeah. will start to fix all of the problems that – because she doesn't have diabetes. She does, but what she really has is metabolic syndrome. So now we're seeing uh, that's it. That's what I told her, her, yeah. Yep. Now we're seeing it in her heart condition. I will guarantee at some point her liver numbers will start to be elevated. Her kidney numbers will start to be elevated. And so she can do this completely with food on her own. But because she's had a stroke, I think it would also be a good idea to reach out to Dr. Wolfson and do a consult. Okay. I looked at at that, and I I looked at him like that, and uh, we're going to try. Uh, but man, I'll tell you what—that's awful expensive for what we got, it, you know, like that. So it, it is um, expensive, and I, I know, and that but, is the one. It, you know, here's the thing that makes me crazy: if if you have health insurance, and I, I don't know if you do, and it, it's that's a whole nother story. It's, it's but not, it's not good. A, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, but people who have the Cadillac of health insurance, the best plans around, union plans, that kind of stuff, those, those insurance companies will pay ten thousand dollars a year year after year after year for a diabetic patient that's the average ten thousand dollars a year ask that insurance company to spend five thousand dollars one time with somebody like dr wolfson and they won't do it i i just don't understand that yeah I don't. I don't either. You know, it's just. It's, uh, I guess they're just trying to keep the drugs going like that. But I, I guess but I, mean, that, I told I, her you I must said be she right. can get off. It's the only logical she answer. She can get off. The, she can get off her sugar. She can get off her insulin. She can get off. Uh, get off her uh, stuff she's taking for um, uh, 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 cholesterol and stuff like that. Um, she has had a five-way bypass, but luckily, her her no damage to her heart. Uh, it was very light. She had three light heart attacks. No very, very no damage. They could tell any way, shape, or even now. And the right. stroke she had was light. I mean, she wasn't dragging and drooling even then. She just hey. acted like she was drunk. So hey, uh, hey, Dwayne, let me ask you another question. And if you don't want to answer yeah. this, it's fine. I know people can be sensitive about this in our world today. She vaccinated? No. Absolutely okay, not. Good. It ain't, it ain't okay. happening unless they're going to hold us down. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Say that right and now. The reason, the reason I ask is because I know multiple people personally that got vaccinated and then had some sort of a mini stroke within a week. It seemed to be like a fairly common thing. Yeah. Well, this this stroke come on uh, after she had um, um, cataract surgery, uh, but also her, her sugar was elevated. And uh, yeah. we think a doctor thinks it was that made her blood thicker. Um, I don't understand that part of it, but it made her blood thicker, and that's what he thinks caused it, brought brought her on between that and surgery. So that could have been that. That's that's a pretty yeah. 
pretty solid hypothesis that could have been. The good news is she can reverse all of this. She can get the same results you're getting even better because she has more stuff to fix than you had. And like I said, if you just want the fastest path, the more animal products you eat, the quicker you get there. Uh, well, I had no problem on that. She loves buying anything there is like that. Uh, um, Good. Now, would that there Good. take care? Would that there also take care of the blockage? Would that there eventually go away then, or, or would that have to be it still operated on the stuff? No, no, it, it will eventually clear up because it's the diet that causes it over time, and a good clean diet yeah. will start to reverse it. Okay, I, I, well, I thought I heard you say like that, but I wanted to call it be sure, you know, and and get you know just get another straightened out like that because I hear people all the time. I mean, it's you know, and, and like the one guy said, once you get off of breads, it ain't hard. It just got to be a little, uh, get off the grains and stuff. It just a little bit, um, what's the word I want to say here? Um, you just got to be kind of, um, well, disciplined, but now I, I'm not going back to grains. It ain't happening. Oh, exactly. I, I, you know, some, right. sometimes over the holidays, I don't just fall off the wagon. I step back and kick it into a ditch, you know, like that. But, um, uh, and I pay for it. Believe me, I pay for it. So, <laughs> and, and you know, we all, every one of us go through that, and sometimes we go through it over and over and over in the beginning. But I think eventually everybody says, "Why do I keep hitting myself in the hammer and then in the head with a hammer and then complaining I have a headache?" Because it's the yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Every time you eat a grain, yeah. something's going to hurt. Something's not going to feel right. And at some point, you you're go, right. I'm going to stop doing this. Yeah, it is, but it, it. I mean, to eat. I mean, I'll go to if I if I do fast food, I will order it without a bun. They exactly. don't even look at me funny anymore. I guess there's a lot of people nope. doing that. There is. There is. So they'll they'll, they'll hey, give you hey. either wrap it up in a paper or whatever. So so anyway. Yep. Hey, Dwayne, so, great stuff. All right. Yep. Keep keep encouraging okay. her. You're a good example for her. Keep doing that because if she makes this change, it's going to change your life. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. And, and keep it up, man. I, I'm sure glad that you're back out here and everything. And and um, um, uh, I, I, like, like the other guy said, miss you <laughs> like a friend. Well, thank you. And I will thank see you. you at the, I will see about seeing you at the truck show down at Louisville. You so, better find me. I'm going to try. I'm going to have my wife with me right. too. So <laughs> excellent. All right. I look thank you very to much. Meeting both of you. Thank you. All right. We are going to wrap this up. I do like the fact that I can go a little long if I need to because I have a call. I like that a lot. So uh, we're done for today. We will see you back here tomorrow for a free-for-all. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.